Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Trundlebed Tales. This is the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic food waste, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utah, the host and creator of Trundlebed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundlebed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. If you listen or just have an account on a pod- on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because that helps people find the show. And this is the episode August 2023 Laura Ingalls Wilder events. And before we get into that, let us just quickly do some housekeeping. And uh, today we are going to go down the uh, events that are going on during August. But before we get a chance to do that, we are uh, going to, I want to let you know that you can be a part of the show. You can call in at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll free. 18776339389 that's 18776339389 uh and the toll free number uh is still having some issues a lot of times we're only a lot able to get one person on the toll free number so if you can't get in that way call in the normal uh 714 number you can also uh, contact us at info at Trundlebed Tales and find us on your favorite podcast system. Now, this month, I don't have any uh, programs scheduled, but uh, we are going to get the YouTube videos back up and running as I get time to edit them. And uh, we're also going to have a few more podcast episodes. I've been asked about a couple of them. And I really, I don't have any dates set, but I'm hopefully going to have some coming out soon. And I think that is about it in terms of housekeeping. Just, there we go. Okay. I was just double checking something. All right. So our August 2023 Laura Ingalls Wilder events. 
uh, we have several of them. August has traditionally been not that big of a Laura event month, but we seem to be having more um, more things uh, come up. So it's always good when there are more Laura events. And the first one is uh, going to be the first one is a sign that I did not get my uh, my system set up in my building yet. So you can hear the phone ringing uh, in the background, but hopefully, there we go. Okay, so uh, the first event for this month is at Pepin, Wisconsin, and that's going to be home at Laura's place. It's from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., the second weekend of each month during the summer on Saturday and Sunday. And this month's dates are going to be August 12th and 13th. And sadly, that's going to be the last time they're going to do this event this year. But hopefully they'll pick it up again in 2024. I'm really looking forward to getting up there to see it. And apparently... The uh, Pepin Museum has gone through quite a few changes since I was last up there, too. So I really hope that um, Pepin gets on my list for next year. So uh, it's visit the Little House Wayside in Pepin, Wisconsin, on these special weekends to see the cabin fully furnished and reenactors demonstrating the arts of daily living in the 1870s. This is a cooperative activity of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Memorial Society of Pepin, the Laura Ingalls Wilder Days Committee, and the Austin Tea Party Players. And uh, I have found out since the last time I talked about this that they have taken out the picnic table that used to always be in the cabin, and it's completely empty now when they aren't doing this event. And honestly... I'm kind of surprised. I thought they might at least leave some of the bigger furniture uh, in there, you know, for a couple months. I do events where I bring a lot of stuff. And honestly, after the first couple of times, I tend to leave as stuff if possible. So I'm kind of surprised they're cleaning it all out. But I have been told it is nary a stick of furniture left when they, this event isn't going on. So I really hope, again, they'll be doing it next year, and I will get up to see it. And Desmet, South Dakota, uh, the August 11th and 13th, the Ingalls Homestead is hosting a plain air event that's painting in the open air in conjunction with the Harvey Den Society. And I do have a blog post. That gives a lot more details on what this event is like, and there will be a link on that on um, my website when I publish this blog post with the information about the month's event. Uh, The event ends with a wet sale. Now, that means the newly painted works that were done during the event are going to be sold on Sunday, August 13th. So I think this would be a very different way to experience Desmet because if you are unfamiliar with plain air uh, events, basically what they do is they have artists sign up for it. And I'm not sure if they are assigning in places 
or not, but they have so many places on the homestead itself, and I think they might have some places, other uh, spots, other places around town, too. I'm not 100% on that, but they have their spot, and then they paint something from around the event, and then at the end, they go ahead and do uh, sell off the stuff they painted that weekend. It's a fairly uh, common type of painting event. This is the only one I know at a Laura home site, and I have always thought it would be super cool to go and visit it. So I hope I haven't this year. I hope you will. Now, next up is is, uh, Spring Valley, Minnesota which is having their event, uh, which is their day's event. If um, you live in the Midwest, you know that they each little town will have a day's eventually sometime in the summer. So Solon's Beef Days, St. Jude Sweet Corn Festival, um, the, uh, the Laura Days in the Laura Towns, and in Spring Valley, they used to call theirs Wilder Fest after the book came out about Laura and Manley's time there in uh, Spring Valley. But before that, it was known as Ag Days, which is incredibly generic. I have no idea why anybody thought that would be a good name for a day's event. And they have gone back to it. It is now, again, Ag Days. And they really aren't doing very much connected with Wilder at all, although the museum itself has things going on. And that's from August 18th to the 20th in uh, 2023. Now, uh, also, Malone and Burke, uh, and if you aren't familiar with it, the local people like to call it Burke, New York, uh, because the town of Burke is slightly closer to the homestead site where um, Almanzo and his family lived, but the post office is always in Malone, and I think most people who are just in the general fandom call it Malone, New York, but this is the Almanzo farm where he grew up, and they have an Almanzo and Laura Ingalls Wilder anniversary celebration, August 25th, 2023. They have lemonade and cupcakes, Free admission for people with the same anniversary. You must show something that shows the proof of that. And it's always a good idea just to tell people when it is that uh, if your anniversary does match theirs or, you know, ask if there's anything going on as a family date. So that's kind of a cool one. It would be really cool to go to Malone if your anniversary was the 25th. All right, which gets us to the cast reunions at non-home site towns of more than three cast members. Now, I do specify that this is got to be more than three cast members because I don't want to put down the complete schedules for anybody. But they have several of them going on in August, mostly centered around one weekend. And it's going to start out in Grand Rivers, Kentucky, Uh, Join the Little House in the Prairie cast members as they head to, excuse me, Patty's 1880 Settlement, August 25th and 26th in Grand Rivers, Kentucky. 
The weekend as a whole features several different dinners, breakfasts, book signings, and even a church service. A special note is the Prairie Remembers Encore Dinner at 6.30 inside, inside the saloon. Um, the actual schedule seems to be in a lot of flux. Events are selling out. Some have been already. My best advice is to check out Jack Bishop's Facebook page where he is posting most of the information as he gets it. Now, uh, the ones attending the events that are in Grand River specifically are in are Allison Ungram, who played Nellie Olson, Charlotte Stewart, who played Miss Beadle, Dean Butler, who played Elmanza Wilder, Wendy Lou Lee, who played Baby Grace Ingalls, Pamela Roylance, who played Sarah Carter, David Friedman, who played Jason Carter, Jennifer uh, Donati, and I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing her name, uh, who played Baby Rose Wilder, who I just, I, I, I hesitate. I just think it is so can't get over her coming forward as baby Rose Wilder. I just can't. It is quite the thing. All right. Uh, that moves us on to the next town, which is Mayfield, Kentucky, which I could not believe because are there any Rose fans out there who know what the big deal about Mayfield, Kentucky is? Cause it's a big deal. That's right. Mayfield is the setting for Faces in the Window. Faces in the Window is Rose's ghost story. She apparently told this to people, and she wrote it down in what was sold as a booklet. Now, I can tell you that this is an incredibly um, long short story, because when I was in speech class in high school, I tried to do this, and we just had to. I so blew away the time limits that we had to spend a lot of time chopping it up to try and make it anywhere near the right length. But it was my first time I'd done a short story, so I did not realize it that it was that long. But anyway, uh, for those who haven't read the story, look it up, well worth it, to kind of shorten it up, this orphan girl gets sort of a adopted into this family to be a companion to the daughter who was sick. And they got moved to this new town where uh, the because of the father's job, Mayfield, Kentucky. And it was undergoing a little boom right then. And they were going to build a house, but they needed to find a place to rent. And the only place they could find was this house that was right on the river. And as they, the first night, everybody woke up and, and, you know, screaming of terrible nightmares in the night. And they kind of all got together then in the kitchen to talk about it. And um, after this has gone on a little bit, they suddenly realized that there are faces in the window that aren't the faces of anybody in the room. And... Uh, we know living people and they were just all sorts of different people and they were actually the victims of a murderous family that lived in that house 
according to Rose's thing. And she told this to various people uh, over the years. And uh, one time she was telling it to her friend, asked her to tell it to this young man. And she did. And he said, I find that very interesting because, uh, again, they made a big fuss that this house is on the river. And he said, there is no river in Mayfield, Kentucky. Now, that part could easily be explained. There are, for example, two different Geneva, Indianas, and it could quite easily be that they were talking about two different places. But how do you explain the faces at the window? And eventually the girl in the story can't take it anymore and leaves, even after they put up curtains because they knew those faces were still there. And there is some thought that this was partially, uh, this was just a story Rose made up, that it was coming off the Bloody Benders story, which really happened and was just adopted from that. She was really seemed quite fascinated with the Bloody Benders of Kansas. So who knows? Maybe that was it. But then again, maybe a girl who worked at the uh, hotel with Rose really did tell her the story and maybe there were faces at the window which is incredibly a creepy story seriously people you need to read this story faces at the window by rose wilder lane and the event is going to be at cartwright grove in mayfield kentucky which i dearly want to know if that's named from the cart for the cartwrights on bonanza and there were so many little pioneer villages and set up in the 60s and 70s and quite often there was some reference to Bonanza if not really in the actual site and the paperwork and the uh, Usher's Ferry where I worked in the 1990s going back through the historical records of it in uh, some of the meetings Um, One of the original people working at the site said, oh, just wear clothes like they have on Bonanza. So I'm I'm betting that the Cartwright is the Cartwrights of Bonanza, which is a nice connection to Michael Landon. Do not know that for sure, but uh, I would love to know. Anyway, Carter's Grove is located at the Mayfield Graves County Fairgrounds. Uh, the Prairie Remembers Encore Dinner is at 6.30 inside the saloon, and they've got a link for the tickets. Uh, on Sunday, which is August 27th, they're going to have an old-fashioned shirt service, which will be hosted by Wendy Lou Lee and Charlotte Stewart. Uh, the cast meeting greet will happen from 9 until 1 at Cartwright Grove. Uh, and those tickets are available now. And there will also be authentic stagecoach rides from 10 to 1 at Cartwright Grove. Uh, and some of the verbiage of that is borrowed from Allison's newsletter. If you are a fan of the TV show and are not signed up for Allison's newsletter, go sign up for Allison's newsletter. You need to. Um, so then, after all of this, different events. The Little House on the Prairie Riverboat Dinner Cruise will be aboard the General Jackson Showboat on Sunday, August 27th 
and it is a three-hour dinner cruise event. Now, this is going to be like the one that I did in Hannibal. Um, so I can tell you from that, you want to get there early. Um, you want to not try and get there. I mean, you're, whatever time it says the event starts on your tickets, you want to be there well before that. Um, if I was going to do the one in Hannibal again, I think I would be there at least an hour early. So um, there's just so much processing with getting people on the boat. I do not know if the General Jackson runs things the same way, but I, I think I would leave at least an hour ahead of when it was supposed to be. And the people there for that one uh, are Allison Angram, Nellie Olson, Dean Butler, Almanza Wilder, Charlotte Stewart, Miss Beadle, Wendy Lou Lee, Baby Grace Ingalls, Pamela Roiland, Sarah Carter, uh, and Jennifer Donati, whose name I'm still mispronouncing, I'm sorry, and it says, and you never know who else will join, which is also what they said um, at the, for the Hannibal one, and I think that just kind of means it's kind of flexible. You'll see in a lot of kind of general fan events, they'll say something like, um, advertise to be there. And there may be people not there who should be and people who are that weren't listed. So that's what it, it means. It, and it does indeed say on their official write-up, and you never know who will join us. That's uh, going to include a Tennessee barbecue buff, uh, buffet dinner, live entertainment, special live auction, and a Q&A by the Little House in the Prairie cast members. Cost is $165 for adults and $130 for children 12 and under, and there's the ticket link. Also going on this month, um, well before we move away from the TV show, Wendy Lou Lee is coming out with a book this uh, month, and it is called Red Tail Feathers, Dare to Discover the Beauty of Grace. And it's going to be coming out August 13th. Now, I have not gotten a chance to read it yet, but her that she came out with was a devotional, which has a little prayer story that you're supposed to read. And I think it's each day. I think there's, there's one each day for it. Um, the one for this time is a memoir. Uh, from the and and her website says about the book from the actress who starred as Baby Grace on the beloved television series Little House in the Prairie comes an uplifting memoir about the finding about finding the grace of God in every chapter of life with candor and insight Wendy Lou Lee takes us through her early days in show business to life changing events of, of adulthood including her brain surgery in 2015. Starting with a red-tailed uh, bird camouflaged by a shrub, Red Tail Feathers traces Wendy's reflective journey discovering God's grace in all of life's circumstances and challenges you to do the same. 
Red tail feathers reminds us to keep our eyes wide open so we can recognize God's goodness as we dare to discover the beauty of grace around us. And when we do, he exceeds our most wild and simple dreams. Um, Wendy Lee is one of the two twins who played Grace on the show. And if it follows the... Um, sort of, um, I don't really want to say structure, tone of her book, The Devotional, uh, it's going to not, well, it's going to have stories that are connected with the book. She was only about, you know, four, three, four, five when she was on the show, uh, roughly. So uh, there's not going to be a lot of First-hand memories, so there definitely will be memories of, you know, her mother and the whole how the process worked. And then she will talk about how it's continued to uh, affect her life, and then uh, go to through getting married and then having this brain surgery, and then that how that affected how she sees the world. Now, again, I haven't read it, but based on the devotional, that is what I expect this book to be about. Uh, Considering how uh, heavy the Prairie devotional was on actual Christian faith, I am willing to bet money that Red Tail Feathers is also, uh, from the description, going to have a lot about the Christian faith in it and how Uh, Wendy herself experiences that. So just be aware if that's an issue for you, you're going to find it in this book. I still have an ongoing project of trying to get a better list together of the books that uh, the Little House TV show cast have. Um, I've been trying to decide if it's worth going on my LibGuide or if it should just be a blog post. I'm just not sure. If you have any thoughts on that, let me know. You can reach me on Twitter, on um, my blog, on WordPress, on my Facebook page, on uh, my website, all under Trundlebed Tales. And I really have just been going back and forth about whether it's a thing that belongs with all the research stuff or not. I'm leaning towards not. Convince me, people. Okay. Uh, and with that, I am getting to family dates. And... Uh, Caroline Celestial, or Carrie Ingalls, was born in Montgomery County, Kansas, August 3rd, 1870. This is the best birthday date because, of course, it is very near mine. Because August in the, in the 70s is the perfect time to be born. So Carrie had a great start in life. A baby boy Wilder, who is the infant son of Almanzo and Laura Ingalls Wilder, died in Dismet August 7, 1889. Unfortunately, the baby was 
well, died before it was named and was buried in the DeSmet Cemetery. A tombstone for the baby as, as a memorial marker is on the Ingalls family plot. Um, and I, talking to Bill Anderson, I think there is pretty good solid evidence that uh, the baby is, well, basically, I could, yes, I don't have to say that. Basically, they have found the year that they bought the family lot in, in from the cemetery, and it was well after the baby died. There's no possible way that uh, the baby boy Wilder is actually buried in the Ingalls plot. He, he just isn't. Um, but there is a stone there if you want to pay tribute or whatever. Uh, Amanda James Wilder married Laura Elizabeth Ingalls in DeSmet, South Dakota, August 25, 1885. And Charles Frederick Freddie Ingalls died in South Troy, Minnesota, August 1876. And um, this was one of three babies that died for ongoing generations of the Ingalls family. There is no way to know if there is anything genetic. It is unlikely because of the other family members and people seem to forget just how common losing a baby was at the time. Um, more so when Ma lost the baby, but as time goes forward, it was still pretty common to be losing uh, babies even up when Rose did. So, yeah. Um, and with that, I don't have any programs this month, as I said, at least not scheduled yet. It's not too late. You can always have me come and speak at your uh, museum or library or service group. You can uh, get me to come in person, or you can get me uh, as a visual speaker, and I actually am um, probably going to have one of those coming up in October, though I haven't uh, firmed up the date yet. So be sure to look at my website and get ready to book a program and join me again next time on Trundle Bed Tales. Remember to brighten the corner where you are and to keep an eye out because um, been extremely bad lately at being able to schedule these things ahead. So there will definitely be other times when I'm just kind of slipping in an episode and I don't want you to miss any. Find us on your current uh, current podcast site. And I pause because I should also mention that Wilder, who is a podcast from through a high heart radio, is still dropping episodes. This is supposed to be a short run series. I don't know how many are left. I haven't caught up on the last one myself, but you uh, may want to take a listen to that as well. 
And with that, that is the end of this month's update. Right in the corner where you are. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.